Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back once again, Bread and Circuses Podcast. I am Rooster, here with a very disturbed crow. Hello. How you doing, crow? Very disturbed. <laughs> you know what I was just noticing? What's that? We're like, what, 160-some episodes into this? Yeah. That guy on the intro music sounds like you. Not at all. <laughs> he doesn't have the sweet, sultry tones of a crow. The dulcet tones. Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, today, while we're recording, uh, there's been a uh, bomb that got set off outside the perimeter of the airport two. in Kabul. Yeah. Two now? Yeah, they, this is what the suicide – it's a suicide bomb. And and also gunfire, so it wasn't just a suicide bombers. It was uh, – Either that or it was someone shooting at people yeah, after the but, bomb. But uh, that's what they do, the suicide bombers. They, they blow one up, and then when people rush in to try to help somebody, they blow another one up. Yep. But I, I don't know if that's exactly what happened, but that's kind of like par for the course for suicide bombing. So we're up to 13 Marines killed now or 13 U.S. Uh, it's personnel? unconfirmed, but yeah, anywhere between 10 and 13 now. They know for sure it's that it was four, and then they just confirmed that it was 10. Yeah, dozens injured, uh, 10 or so critically. Might have, that, that number's going to go up and down. It's, it's pretty new. But then and a lot, lot of Afghan. A like lot of, 50 some. Yeah, that were kind of crowded at the gates of the airport trying to trying to get out. And, uh, Why would they be crowded trying to get out? Yeah, you wonder. Maybe, maybe the, if our president would come out and give a little, uh, a little uh, update to what's happening, you know, maybe. Nah, nothing. Look, he doesn't better. have time for that stuff. I, I, I know for a fact. He's you know, he's trying to build back. Nobody better. could tell me otherwise that the reason he's not out saying anything right now is because they're afraid that no matter what he says, it's gonna it's gonna make it worse. Well, history would prove that. Yeah. Though, well, there, you know, someone would say, well, he's on the phones and he's doing this. And no, no, no. He's, he's, he's on the phones. He's might, on the phones trying to get his human infrastructure he, he built He might fast. be having a nappy. He, yeah. could probably, he could be eating some ice cream, for all we know. Well, it, who was it? Uh, some, there was somebody who said uh, when they were in the Obama White House that they were talking about just pulling out of Afghanistan. Someone said he couldn't and... And uh, Biden said, fuck that. He's like, they did it in Vietnam. Didn't stick, uh, was it Nixon and uh, Kissinger with it? Yeah. So. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit about the people. No, he doesn't. And and you know what? I, yeah. You know who he should call? Hunter. Because Hunter is the smartest person he knows. Well, at least, yeah. And there's also the conspiracy theory, which is not so much of a conspiracy theory, that Biden was so adamant about getting this to happen when it happened, you know, and, and, get out of there quickly is because China wants mineral rights in Afghanistan and, or they want to get in there and start getting, uh, cause it's mineral rich. And like they've been doing in, uh, in Africa, China wants to get in there and they want to start, you know, working, getting, getting them, getting the machinery in there and getting the infrastructure in order to get the resources. And if they'd started doing that while we had, you know, American service members in there, it would look really bad. So that we had to get out there, so out of there, so China could step in and start doing their thing. Except that China's already doing it. They've yeah. had a mine there for a while. That was a conspiracy theory, but I think you know, if they can ramp it up, they can do more. And I don't know. I you know just to say that 
this is happening because Joe is uh, beholden to China. Eh, it's, it's kind of beside the point. Even if, even if that's, let's say it's true, it doesn't matter because it's just pure incompetence how it's done. Uh, they could be corrupt as fuck, but they could be doing it smart, but they're not. Well, I think it's being done because they wanted to do on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Oh, yeah. Like. There's that too. Yeah, It's all about the you know, time frames and symbolism of that and, and uh, looking good for the uh, for the occasion, which is what they like to do. But yeah, he's uh, he's done. His, his approval ratings are way down. 41%. I think it's, from what I saw, it's even lower now. Well, like, after today. Well, not, yeah, I thought it was down in the 30s. No, it's 41%. Um, well, but here's the problem. He's in there for another He's in there for another three and a half years or almost yeah, three years. I just don't see it. Okay, but, but then we have uh, uh, I, Kamala. It's calmly racist. <laughs> so what happens if he bows out or gets impeached or whatever? He wouldn't he won't get impeached, but he he could he and could bow out. It, this is and we'll get to this in our next topic. There's a difference between principle and application. Um, I am against impeachment because I'm against this idea that we can just keep impeaching presidents and, yeah. you know, uh, like they tried to do with Trump over January yeah, 6th. He, and now the FBI is like, yeah, it wasn't even an insurrection. But I don't even see if you can impeach because he's not – even what he's doing isn't technically illegal? No, you could impeach him based on the 25th Amendment that he's not – not competent, right? Okay, yeah, based on incompetence. But then, like you said, then they could they could have tried that with someone like Trump I know. I'm just worried that or with Reagan. I'm just worried that every time we get a president that someone doesn't like or a judge someone doesn't like, everybody's going to go the impeachment route, and we just we can't do that. Yeah, even if it's someone I don't like. So I don't want to see him impeached. But let's say he decides he has to tap out and he can't do it. And the way it's looking, I don't think he's going to make it. No, um, he's going to have. Was it somebody keeps saying that he's had aneurysms before? This yeah. is just going to cause him to have another one, or well, he saw the last his last speech after uh, um, after being five hours late to a press to his conference or whatever, not press conference. His, uh, no, I didn't. Uh, I didn't see it, but everybody's saying he was blood. His eyes were bloodshot. He was just like uh, monotonely reading the prompter and then just turned around and left when he's done. It's like he, well, he can't handle this. Look what happens. I mean, look at. Any president at the beginning of their presidency to the end of their presidency and how much Except they Trump. age. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Trump already looked old. But um, but I mean, Biden started out looking like the after picture. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be bad. I, I don't know how people in the military will um, – I mean, there's always going to be people who go along with the jackbooted thugs, right? There, there's a great Jordan Peterson video about uh, – I think I told you to watch it and you said he had – it's a short one. It's like three minutes long about how you would be the guard at the concentration camp. He's like this idea that you think you'd kick in the door and save them all. He goes, no, nope, you'd be the guy who shoots people in the back of the head because people follow. And also in a lot of situations, you get even – it's the same principle as the frog in the boiling water. You just ramp it up slowly and you don't really realize how bad it's getting till it's too late. And the people that follow through with a lot of this stuff, they start off by doing things that oh, I'm not too comfortable with this. And, but then they get used to doing that. And then the next thing and the next thing gets worse. And all of a sudden they're in too far, too deep to get out at that point when they realize it. And it's the same situation that people that comply do like the Jews complied up to mm-hmm. the point where they're like, Oh fuck, 
this water's boiling. It's too late. Well, but this isn't even ramping up slowly. So I don't know how people in the military, you know, they're already having – some of them are already having problems with the mandatory vaccination stuff. How are they yeah, – It's like over – I don't know how many service members are going to – are facing court-martial for not taking that. I Yeah, I don't know about the court-martial part, but last I heard there were 30% of active duty people saying, I'm not getting yeah. it, well, looking I, for exemptions. I know I know one personally that's that wants to get out, wants to – Know, do the retirement thing early. Really? Who's that? Um, <laughs> I'm guy, kidding. I know another state. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree, and I, I, but I think you're even starting to see Democrats now who are saying, "Hey, wait a second. Some of this is a bit too much." Uh, New York with their uh, vaccination passports, and uh, people are starting to say, "I don't want to be tracked all the time on my phone," and. Um, what do you say? De Blasio's a fucking sack of shit. Man, did you see his little hamburger speech? Oh, yeah. God, I just wanted to punch him. That was a while ago. I know, but, but it's they've just, been playing ooh, it again. this is vaccination. Oh, that's delicious. It, it, it I'm was, feeling was, good about vaccination. His right lip now. smacking was disgusting. His smugness was disgusting. And then his just um, trying to act like a real regular human being and, and failing utterly was just disgusting. I'm just tired of these people who are so virtuous that they're so much smarter than you and you're you're if you bring up a contradictory opinion or point they don't even want to they don't even want to engage it they just sort of look at like well yeah, arrogance yeah you're just you're just not very smart yeah you got the smartest people people like jordan peterson very smart guy you don't get very much arrogance from him he's always wanting he's always willing to admit i don't know everything and i'm willing to learn mm-hmm um, and you have to have that attitude. Most most actual smart people have that attitude. I don't – even though I'm an expert in my field, I, I'm sure I can learn more. Or I'm sure somebody might be able to tell me where I'm wrong. And and if they can't, then you know, great. But I'm, this arrogance, this undeserved arrogance, it's always undeserved. It's Jen Psaki. I mean just that sort of – that smug condescension the entire time she answers a question. Yeah. And just – anyway, so Afghanistan is – is falling apart at a cascading rate. Um, you know, now Biden is saying that we're going to be out by August 31st. That was the Taliban's number or date, I guess. But I mean, here we are. That's less than a week to go. And I don't think we're going to make it till then. No. I think this is going to end in people running for the planes well, and getting the fuck out of I'm there. I'm surprised that that many Marines were, were caught up in this. Keep talking. I'm going to get a drink. Uh, because the... From people that were calling in, I was listening to um, the show that uh, replaced um, uh, Rush Rush Limbaugh, Buck Sexton, and and Clay, Clay Travis. Clay Travis, and they were talking. They had callers calling in saying that you know they 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 were familiar with what's going on because they were helping get people out over there, and that at the gates at the at the airport there are no American military members stationed at the gates. All Afghan military. And he goes. So they're not letting people in. They're like, we're not, we can't do anything until they tell us what we can do. Um, that was one of the callers said that. And so I'm surprised to hear that we actually had service members killed. So maybe the second explosion was more military based instead of uh, based for the civilians at the gates. Well, I've heard stories contradicting that. that yeah. The first, the first uh, outer perimeter that you have to get through is the Taliban. Okay. If you get through that. Then you're dealing with uh, A and A, 
uh, Afghan National Army yeah. and U.S. military who are keeping the perimeter there. So okay. 5,200 soldiers or something like that. Um, because there have been some civilian contractors over there who are like, yeah, we're trying to get our people out that we know. And I think it was on the Clan Buck show or maybe it was been watching a lot of this stuff today. This guy said he's a former soldier who's over there trying to help out and get some of their translators out. So he sounds like he's there as an independent contractor. And they found a couple of those members of the ANA who were translators for them. They basically walked them through, got them to the Americans and said, hey, you know, he goes, it was sort of a bro code kind of thing. Hey, this guy's with us. They had paperwork and stuff. Come to find out that they uh, got denied for a plane. So they went back outside. He's like, they're dead. Yeah. Well, that was the other call. The other call said that he, they were trying to get um, the fiance of one of these guys out. And it just, they finally, at the very end, it was, the call was getting too long. So he had to cut him off. But he said, basically it came down and they couldn't do it. They couldn't, couldn't make it happen. Well, and so, and again, this whole situation is so chaotic and so much of this stuff is unconfirmed. So I could be saying stuff here that's total bullshit hearsay that somebody said. So I want to acknowledge that. But, you know, when Peter Ducey from Fox asked Jen Psaki, you know, what are you doing about people who are stranded there? And she's like, stranded? Really? Stranded? That's the word you want to use. I mean, wow. yeah, so she was, I'm going to push back on that. And I'm going to call, she goes, I'm just calling you out for using that word. Yeah. You I didn't should, hear this. Oh, yeah. you should watch it. It'll make you fucking mad. So, mm-hmm. and his, the look on his face, well, the part of his face that you could see, because you still have to wear a fucking mask in there. <sighs> Jesus. Um, he's, <laughs> his eyes are just like, what? And, uh. So come to find out that apparently if you are an American civil or American civilian contractor or whatever who's over there, not military, um, and you have married someone from Afghanistan. Now, keep in mind, we've been there for 20 years. Yeah. And you have kids there. Your wife and your kids are not citizens or your husband. Your kids are not citizens, but you are. They're saying, well, you can go, but they can't. Yeah, that's. And if you're saying, okay, well, I'm not going, they count that as someone who's not willing to leave. Yeah, that's nonsense. So, I mean, this is this is so poorly handled. And like Buck Sexton says, he goes, this is what happens when you put woke people who are concerned about pronouns in charge of stuff. Well, did you act, happen to hear uh, Laura Logan? I heard some of it because you were Man, texting me oh, like, she's on fire. She was just, I mean, her voice was hoarse because I guess she's been just doing a lot of um, – and, and props to her because yeah. she goes in some really dangerous places. And she, she's the one that was at the uh, the Arab Spring that, and she was surrounded by a bunch of Muslims that basically sexually molested her for I don't know how long it was, but it was pretty traumatizing for her. And to have her go back out and keep doing this, and she she's like super woke or not woke, uh, red pilled. She hates uh, the whole uh, Biden administration having all these people from uh, January sixth locked up and, and rotting without charges or, yeah. or without. Uh, yeah, without even charges at this point. Uh, she brought that up. I mean, she, I was like, wow, she's really going after this. She, she, You can tell she despises the Biden administration. And she said, this is going to be, this is something you don't come back from, what we're doing over there. She goes, she said, we, we're not acting like allies. We're not, we're not showing, we're not, we're not acting like Americans. We, nobody can trust us after this. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to need another reagan type person after this yeah 
And as much as I hate to say it, because it sounds like he's going to run again, Trump is not the guy. Trump, Trump is not the guy to make this situation better internationally. Domestically, I think he would. Yeah, I don't. And don't get me wrong. I Trump would be better by uh, order of magnitude than any Democrat probably out here. Not shouldn't say probably. Absolutely. Um, and, well, not and any, not any Democrat. Yeah, any Democrat. And then Republicans, probably most of them, he'd be better than. Um, but he's he's too old. It, it's yeah. the same thing that that we've been taught. It's just there's there's a limit to how 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 much you, you can your your uh, your body and brain can handle. And you know it's called your twilight years for a reason. Well, and Trump's just too much about himself. You know. I that's mean, what's that's part of what I think is good f- as a president for for America. I I think his no about America. Yeah. He's about himself. No, no, but him being about himself is what's what made him so good at it was that he never want he wanted to be remembered and to have his name associated with everything good. He wanted to make sure that nothing bad happened because his name was stuck to that. And Biden doesn't give a shit. Well, but let's be honest. The reason we're trying to get out by September 11th is because Biden cares too much about how he looks. Biden? Yeah. No. Yeah, Biden wants. It to... It wasn't him. It was the it was the optics of the of the of nine eleven. That right. wasn't him. That was just his people. His his hand. Well, but this would be a beautiful. Uh, it's beautiful his whole thing party to... to be able to say that. Yeah, but him personally, I just think I think he's checked out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's that far. That... I don't think he wants to be there. I don't think he expected to win. Yeah, I think he, he didn't even want to run. I think he wants to be there because he wants to say that he was president. That's and it. His legacy, and, he, and all he's, that stuff. he's president now. And he goes, oh fuck. Yeah. How do I? Get, where's the exit? How do I get out of here? But we, I mean, uh, we need somebody in there who's going to be less about themselves than Trump was. You know, that that's what I worry. Yeah, about. that was his. That was one of his strengths. I think is his ego, um, one of his weaknesses. Because if you, if you. Um, placated him or or or, um, or said nice things about him then you were his best friend and a lot of that got him into trouble too because people, right. people surrounded him were bad people but they knew how to how to stroke his ego yeah like you gotta be you gotta be above the fray yeah. to a large degree and trump could never let that go if somebody said something stupid about him on twitter he had to hit back all the time and that i actually didn't mind but the people surrounding him if they if they pushed against him and they rubbed him wrong they were he he didn't he didn't want to listen to him yeah um but if they buttered him up even if they had bad messaging or they were not good for him he he would take you know take their um, their advice yeah so we're going to need somebody strong and with less of an ego to take this over uh, keeping in mind that you have a you got to have a massive ego just to run for president right. but the biggest problem is let's say Biden bows out then we're left with Kamala, oh. who's a mess. Yeah. Okay. Now she'll be ineffective, and you she know she can't it's do like, any worse than him than Biden. That's the that's the thing. But I mean, we were asking how bad can Biden actually make that's it? True. You know, yeah. and guess who's in line after her? Who? Nancy Pelosi. Oh, fuck. Yeah. This is not looking good. Yeah. You know, we and need we the midterms s- to fucking get here now. Yeah, the midterms need to come, and then we have. What, three more years before the next presidential election? This is a lot of shit can go wrong, and and will. Yeah. In that in the short that short amount of time, you know, uh, internationally and domestically. Yeah, the part that troubles me more about more than anything about this, and I I don't know how much I buy the whole 
I mean, I do buy it, but the idea that if we're fighting them over there, they're less likely to fight us over here. I get that. But I also think 9-11 was as much as an, an intelligence failure as it was giving them a safe place to to train. Um, so I, I don't fully buy the we need to be everywhere kind of thing. But at the same time, what worries me about this is just how our allies are looking at us. Like, hey, you didn't. And I heard somebody listing it off the other day. And it's like, wow, it sounds really shitty. I mean, we didn't do anything when they went into is it Crimea, when the Russians went in there. And um, I, well, China and, just China just got done saying that if if they want it, if they want Taiwan and there's American soldier soldiers there, they're not they're they're gonna yeah. they're gonna take them. Yeah, I know. I I mean, I just look at that stuff. Although I do think the superpowers are a little more careful clashing with each other, just because it can get out of hand really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as China is a very powerful nation, they don't have a military, anything like ours. Um, but that's assuming we use ours, you know? Um, but I just, I worry that our NATO allies are like, these guys aren't going to back us up, you know? Yeah. And to be honest, we haven't. Well, that's pretty much what Laura Logan was saying. Um, she's like, this is really horrible, um, for, for, how allies are going to respond to anything America says or does at this point. And we got a country full of weak people who keep their nose in their fucking phones all the time, you know? And that just do what they're told. Well, have you seen that commercial where it's, uh, it, I can't even remember what it is now. It's about, uh, you know, the first thing is, uh, it's a couple sitting at a restaurant and the woman goes, yeah, we'll give our birth dates for French fries or whatever. And, or, yeah. uh, our home address for French fries, and the the woman sitting in the uh, hotel looks at her husband and goes, I "Hope you don't mind. I I gave out your social security number for free parking." He's like, "How do you think I got this rope?" <laughs> you know? And I think the kid goes, "Mom, mom, what's your four hundred one k number? Four zero one k number?" And the mom looks at him like, "What?" And it's to play a game or something. Yeah. People don't think about this stuff, you know. I mean, they just don't think about it. I just got to wonder if you voted for Biden, if any of this kind of makes you think twice. I, I'm, I, and you know what? Honestly, I haven't been listening or watching, you know, the mainstream media, the CNNs and all that kind of stuff. I haven't. I don't know what their take is on any of this. Some of them are going after him. All right. So, but not many. Yeah. So I've. So maybe maybe the this is the same same old same old the. Uh, Democrats out there, the low information voters that are the key to um, to getting Democrats elected, that's exactly what they remain, continue to be, is, is low information. They don't give a shit. Well, what disturbs me more than anything about all this is, you know, the idea – I saw this Sasha Baron Cohen yeah. uh, video. It's about four minutes long and he gets on there and talking about how Facebook, Twitter, and all these places need to be held accountable um, for that – for what they're allowing or no, how does he put it for, um, for problems with free speech on their platforms. Uh, and they, you know, they're, they're, uh, allowing things like anti-Semitism and denying the Holocaust. And, you know, we've got too many of these. Well, actually that's a step ahead. So he, he says, you know, we've got too much power, uh, focused on too few people or too few entities that make it way too powerful, you know, like the Facebooks and the Twitters and all that. And we need to have more free speech. 
but we got these people who keep saying this stuff that's not true. Only the right free speech. Exactly. Yeah. And you read the comments and people are like, yeah, it's about time. And you're like, you had me for the first minute and then you fucked it all up. he's a fuck. And he's talking about, yeah, can you imagine if if Goebbels had uh, that? How many Jews would have died then? Yeah. It's like, dude, listen. Listen to what you're saying. You basically say, I don't want people to say things that I don't like. It's not about what's true. It's what you believe to be true. And certainly there are going to be people who say things that, uh, you know, on the other side of the political spectrum that you don't like and that aren't true. And you know it's bullshit. But the only way you counteract bullshit is with truth, not by shutting it off. Because when you shut it off, people – People get crazy. Of course, that brings me back to what we were talking about last week at the end of the show where I was talking about the uh, all the shows they're coming out with that either are hi- historical, um, you know, back to the 40s or, or earlier, talking about uh, how bad white people were towards black people. And then they make or they'll make a fantasy show and then they'll have an allegory to, you know, um, you know white racists going after people it's just basically that's all they're doing because they, there's not enough of that mm-hmm. and then the most uh, latest show um coming out is some white right-wing militia is going after black people and and uh, lgbt and all that and it's it's uh, you know supposed to amp people and go hey there's a lot of racist white people out, out there that are coming after blacks and you know and and gays and you know you better watch out and then you've got what happened with the jimmy fallon sh- opening monologue saying that the white people in America for the first time in the census, uh, the population has declined. And then the crowd in the audience clapped and wooed and cheered. And he's, he goes, well, that's not the response I was expecting. Well, yeah. But the, the, what was my point in that? We were, I was circling back around to something here. Um, hmm, man, that was a long, about free speech. Oh, uh, yeah. So Sasha Baron Cohen, thank you. Um, so he's all worried, basically, because he's Jewish. He's worried about anti-Semitism, and and that really really gets to him because then you know, a lot of the people that talk shit about him probably talk, talk shit because he's Jewish. Um, he's got the ADL and other groups that would that would just go uh, ape shit over any anti-Semitism and have and even over fake and false anti-Semitism, what they just assume is anti-Semitic when it's not. Um, that's you know, like when you, when you call out George Soros, they go, that's anti-Semitic. It's like nothing to do with him being Jewish. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of shit, but, but he won't step and, and won't see that people going over a group of people like for whiteness as a problem that, that, that's not, no, that's not the issue. That's not a problem. Well, because just, he doesn't have principles. Right. He's just worried about what he's worried about. Mm-hmm. That's it. But Boy, it took me a long time to get to that. <laughs> he can, uh, he can appropriate rap culture and pretend to be gay and he can the do Ali G show. Yeah. I mean, he can do all that stuff, and yeah. I don't know. And maybe he's, he wasn't. He, if anybody, we didn't mention, he's Borat. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> Shit all over people from that part of the from world. Uzbekistan or whatever. Yeah, he's just, what, is, what are their national pastimes? It's like kite flying, archery, and rape. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, God, I don't know. The, just these people and the way they think sometimes, this idea that you have to Instead of countering bad ideas with good ideas, it's we should shut off anything that's a bad idea. And and they're so historically um, uh, uneducated, uh, ignorant. You know, I, I saw a thing. There's this guy who does um, something for Vice News. I've only seen one of them because that's all I could take. He does something. It's from the couch or whatever. 
He's like a Matt Walsh looking guy. He's like a Femi Matt Walsh without the beard. Okay. And uh, – So you like Adam ruins everything kind of guy? Yeah. One of those. Yeah. yeah. So he's uh, he's sitting there and he says, yeah, you know, the internet is finally starting to crack down on some of these uh, – uh, right-wing groups, and he says, like, for example, the KKK had to pay out $2.5 million in defamation. And I'm like, KKK is not right-wing. Sorry. Look up the history, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then he goes, and oh, it was a thing about how this uh, black, um, historic black church is going to uh, break the Proud Boys, bankrupt them, because they're suing them for pulling down a couple of their uh, Black Lives Matter signs. Yeah, Rick Antario got a uh, five-month sentence for, for destroying a Black Lives Matter sign. Yeah, so that church is now suing the Proud Boys. And the guy's getting into the economics. He goes, you're not a Proud Boy for free. You got these flights and all this. And it's like that organization doesn't really pay for that stuff. Right. Those individuals do that. Yep. So good luck. Anyway, and then he says, uh, yeah, even the guys from the Daily Stormer got sued. It's like Daily Stormer is not right-wing either. I mean oh. – Listen to what uh, – uh, why am I spacing out on the – Richard Spencer? Yes. Richard Spencer flat out He's admits he is a socialist. Yeah. And that's inconvenient for people who like socialism, you know. But, you know, you talk about having um, – with freedom of speech and, you know, better ideas beating out bad ideas – but there comes a point where you can't allow every idea to have a foothold. Like you can't allow critical race theory to be taught in schools and say, well, we'll just do a counterpoint to that. You have to shut that shit down. Right. But you shut that down by showing up at school board meetings and go, we're not having this shit. You know, you shut it, you do it by showing up and saying, I'm a black person. I mean, you identify as one. Yes. Sometimes. Uh, I'm a black person and I find this to be offensive and everything. Those school boards, for the most part, are a bunch of cowards. And yeah, but you're still, I mean, you're still really saying, I don't want this perspective taught to my children. Right. So you're shutting down speech. And, and you're saying why. Yeah. And but then you, if, but you're, but you, you will, you will, I would want to force that. If I was a minority, I'd still try to force that. Say, even if the majority wants critical race theory taught, I, if I had power as a, minor, a minority power, I would shut it the fuck down because it's dangerous. Right. But in the end, because you don't have that power as the minority, what do you do? You leave that school district. You just leave, you know? And pretty soon, if these schools aren't – look, trust me. I know I could run a ton of numbers by you from stuff I know personally. You can't have 30% of a school district up and leave. You just can't do it. And that's what's happening in these places that are pushing critical race theory. It's just not sticking. And these school boards don't know what to do with themselves because they see so many people all of a sudden resisting a thing that they were hoping they were going to slide by in just a working meeting, you know? Yeah. But people are paying attention. But I still I still want to shut down bad ideas. I don't want I don't want every idea to have free reign. I don't I think I think a lot of ideas out there don't deserve to be um, to have the time of day to try to combat. Um, if you know it's a bad idea, you keep it, especially if you're with schools or, or you know, um, uh, well, I can talk about the, the workplace. We can talk about uh, vaccine requirements. You shut it the fuck down. Well, but in the end, though, what are you really shutting down? Are you, are you trying to shut down bad ideas or stupid people? Sounds like both. Well, one you can't do anything about. So if you, you can't do anything about stupid people it, is what you're saying? If you have a bad idea that is just going to take hold with stupid people, 
It's going to take hold of stupid people. And- Shutting that idea down isn't going to work anyway because there's just going to be another one, you know? So what you have to do is combat that with facts and hope you hope you can convince people otherwise. Like the critical race theory stuff people are doing is they're saying – they're just coming right out and saying you are defining people by their race. Well, and then you'll see these, these people having um, school board meetings or having um, – uh, their opportunity to speak about it and you'll get a bunch of people in there that just shout them down, call them racist or, wh- or whatever. If you're anti whatever the left woke is for, mm-hmm. you get shouted down. They get that. The, what is the heckler's veto basically. So you'll have, uh, you won't get anywhere by having a debate because it's not allowed to, ha- to be, to be had by the people you're, you're trying to debate against because you're trying to, you're trying to treat them as if they have the same, principles as you and then they will hear it out and you go no fuck you you're not gonna let me speak on this you're done you're shut down we're done with you did you see that and i wish i knew the guy's name i did at one point i didn't write it down it's british guy uh one of these school board meetings yeah i saw it so they show that what they didn't show originally is the three people who spoke before him and all of a sudden you hear this voice off camera going nope that's it we're not listening to this you're shut down we're not taking the criticism blah 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 you're done you're done you're Sit oh, down. You're he, done. He came and said, "No, you can't do that." And it's the it was the attorney for the school board, and so this guy who apparently used to be on the school board at one point, this British guy shows up and he just, I mean, he lights him up. Yeah. And the other guy starts to talk and he goes, "No, you shut up." Yeah. He goes, "This is my time," and he goes, "According to the uh, Supreme Court decision, he cites the decision, and he did what you know ideally you wouldn't want to have to do." But he does. He raises his voice over this other guy's and he goes, the Supreme Court cites right here that uh, public discourse uh, disagreement needs to be um, you know, transparent. I'm forgetting all the words, but he says, yes, and sometimes uncomfortable. And he goes, so that means I got a right to speak, Benito Mussolini. He goes, now sit down and shut up and let me have my – and he just goes on. And he's telling the audience behind him, we're not going to take this. We're not going to listen to this. We're not going to have petty little tyrants like you, Benito, telling us what we can say and not say. And he goes, and if you do, he's basically like, I'm going to sue your ass. And he just cowed the guy. Yeah. And that's what we need. We don't need to shut those ideas down. We need to let them see the light of day. With enough resistance to put up with it. And to be honest, I'm getting real tired of conservative friends of mine who are saying things like, we got to fight this stuff. We, you know, but I can't because there's some personal risk to me. Yep. Okay. That's fine. Then shut up. You know, stop bitching about it. If you're, if you don't want to show up at a school board meeting and say, you know, I'm so-and-so, here's my address. Um, And I realize not everybody can do that. That's fine. If you want to keep your head down, I get the self-preservation thing. That was this. Oh. Um, I get the self-preservation part. Okay? But then don't don't say we need to do something. Unless you're putting your money where your mouth is. If you're donating to people you think can make a difference, you're you're putting money towards that. And you can say, hey, no, I, I get it. I don't have the uh, – I don't have the intelligence or I don't have the uh, charisma to make a difference to, to, or, or I'm too nervous to get in front of people and speak my mind, but I will, I will show up in force with people. I'll back them up or I'll give money to people that, that will do it. Then, well, yeah, then you're doing something. Let me give you an analogy. Um, just see the movie Dunkirk. I didn't. It's a really good movie. You should see it. It's very well done. Um, 
you know, I mean, there's plenty of people at that point said we need to be fighting in Europe. You know, when you're, the English and they're over there and they got their asses kicked right out of run right into the sea, basically with the French. And, uh, you know, there were plenty of people saying we got to go over there and fight people who weren't fighting age and all that. And they sent their people over there. It's real easy to say that. But when it came to not cutting time and getting people out of there, some people got on boats and they went over and then they fished them out of the water. You know, so maybe you can't fight, but you can support it somehow. Yeah. What I'm tired of is the people who don't do any of it. You know, there was even a guy in the movie. So as they're all coming back, you know, and they're filing off the boat, it's this old English guy and he's handing out towels and coffee to these guys. And he goes, uh, he goes, good job, lads. Good job, lads. And the one guy goes, because we didn't even do anything because all we did was survive. And he just looks at him and goes, sometimes that's enough. You know, but here's this guy well into his later years who can't, he can't fight. He probably doesn't have a boat. But what's he doing? As these guys got back, he's giving them encouragement and, and appreciation, moral support, all kinds of. And there's too many people who'll be like, I hate that school. And, and, and voting's not good enough. Because right. Because we see what you get with voting. Right. You know, vote, at this point, voting is not good enough. What I hear you saying is buy guns and take to the streets. Now, I'm not going to go that far. Yes, uh, you should disavow that <laughs> that thought I was projecting. Just disavow. I'm thinking you should own a couple guns. Yeah, I mean, regardless of whatever scenario we're talking about, <laughs> you should be owning more than a couple guns and some ammo. And you should practice with them. Um, Keep playing. It's getting oil. too expensive. Yeah. All right. Let's do a couple questions about me, and then right. I want to get into uh, some Bill Maher and Christy Nome stuff. All right. Hold on. Crow, how do you handle two-faced people? Uh, how do I handle them? Mm-hmm. Uh, two-faced. I probably don't even associate with two-faced people. You can pretty much pick that up pretty fast. I usually sort of call them out on it, and either they say they did it and they're sorry, or they say they didn't, and then you're done being friends with them. Yeah, I mean, that's it's pretty f- – I don't really have two-faced friends, and the pe- two-faced people I, I don't associate with. Yeah, like you, you don't you don't buddy around or, or pal around with anybody that you know is going to be that kind of person. Um, I don't understand this one. Who would you call – Who? oh, I get it. I transposed a couple words. Who would call you their biggest cheerleader? Who would call me their biggest cheerleader? That would have to be... Certainly not me. <laughs> that would have to be... <laughs> How about you, Rooster? My kids. Okay. Uh, do you have a specific personality trait or something specific that makes you popular? Uh, I mean, I got a pretty big wang. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> if you could be reincarnated as an animal, what animal would you choose? Uh, I don't believe in reincarnation. Who cares? I believe it's wrong morally. Okay. Who cares? <laughs> no, just what animal? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Probably a uh, something that's not going to get eaten. Yeah, probably like a uh, a bear, maybe. Yeah, like a bear or because yeah. uh, bears, you always see those videos and itching their back on tree trunks and then getting drunk on like fermented grapes or whatever the hell they eat. 
You ever see, seen? See that video of that woman who had fermented fruit that a squirrel got a hold of? <laughs> He's just sitting up on the edge of the railing on her deck, like trying not to fall over. <laughs> I'd a lion, a lion, or a bear? I'd say, or maybe like a blue whale, something that would just be like big enough to just go do your yeah, own so thing with lots of room and nobody yeah. to bug you. Yep. Uh, all right, one more. Do you think the glass ceiling still exists, or has it finally been broken? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to get me started on this? Yeah, I think it should exist. I think uh, in some spa- some ways it's it's been broken when it shouldn't have been. Moving on. <laughs> okay. All right. I uh, I mean, yes, there were areas where the glass ceiling was broken and it needed to break because you needed to have the ability for women to uh, get ahead. Um, That's because, your crow disclaimer because they because they absolutely have the ability and the. And the um, why are you uh, motivation and intelligence to compete with men and to do just as good a job. There are other situations where the the they brought the ceiling lower to the ground and then and then broke it, such as like firefighters and military and uh, police officers and pilots and surgeons. Just kidding about the surgeons, but <laughs> it, it. My answer to this is it doesn't matter. Because no matter what you say, like, here's evidence that it doesn't exist anymore. There's always going to be women who go, oh, yeah, but, and no matter what that is, you know. And, and there's, there's, there's differences between men and women, and there's different um, proclivities for men and women. So there's going to be more men in some industry and in some um, businesses than there are women. And just like there's more women in nursing and there's more men in, uh, what is it, um, uh, engineering. You could have... A female president, vice president, a female, entirely female cabinet. You could have um, female sports stars making as much as men, uh, even though nobody's watching their sports. uh, And that's why there's not as much money. You could have the top 10 richest people in the world be women. And you would still have women who go, yeah, but. You just would. Yeah. They'd be like. I'm too afraid to walk by myself at night, so still not equal. Yep. You know, which isn't exactly a glass ceiling thing, but I'm just – no matter – those goalposts move all the time. So speaking of glass ceilings and women, let's talk about Christy Nome. Okay. Whom you also hate, just like Dan Crenshaw. I do not hate Christy Nome. Well, you said you only like her because she's attractive. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds an awful lot like what Matt Walsh said. (laughs) Uh, So – Christy Noem got into it with Governor uh, of South Dakota. Yeah, got into it with um, uh, Buck Sexton on their show today. Two people I like a lot. Yeah, um, I, and have I, a lot I of like Christy Noem, and but she has made some questionable decisions that I don't. Ha- I'm not privy to the behind the scenes of why. And when you hear her speak about it, you go, I mean, it kind of sounds reasonable what she's saying, but uh, I have not disagreed with her yet. Um, one of them was the transgender bathrooms and, and well, the transgender bathrooms thing. She her point was the NCAA was going to shut the colleges off there from any competition whatsoever, right. and because they're sort of Division two colleges, they can't have that happen. They're the biggest colleges in the state. That would effectively say what happened in North Dakota, um, because they got they wouldn't get rid of the fighting Sioux name for a while. They couldn't be in anything, and so she says, "I'm not going to say that." And she said it was also the way it was written. It opened up the state to be sued. So that's why she – Yeah, like I said, when she speaks on it, you go, okay, kind of makes sense. I don't know the 
the ins and outs of how how this came about and and uh she did the same thing for um not not um coming out with uh with a banning vaccine yeah saying mandate. that saying that uh, businesses can't force people to get vaccines to work there well she says well because i'm a conservative i don't i, I don't believe we should, that's overstepping bounds for government well this one's a little different she did show up i think initially on the show to defend herself because the news report came out that's in conservative media that she had been presented a bill to uh to um have anti max vaccine mandates and she didn't sign it. And she said, look, I haven't been presented with a bill. Two, two state representatives sponsored one. It hasn't gone through the legislature in the state and all that. She goes, so I don't have anything on my desk to sign. But then he asked, would you sign it? Would you sign it? And she said, no. And I un- so it was really interesting. I thought she sounded better in the interview and I agree with her less. This is like a 60-40 thing for me. And I thought Buck, who, again, I have a lot of respect for, was a dick. In the interview. Yeah, never, he was pretty heated. He never let her finish a sentence, not one well, single time. He did. No, he didn't. Anyway. He did, though. No, he didn't. Anyway, so he um, – I, so I agree. She, he was he was a, a jerk in some, some parts of that interview. But I started out agreeing with her and I changed over to his opinion. I can see both of them and a strong argument in this point could sort of sway me either way. She's coming at from – coming at it from a conservative point of view saying, look, I don't think government should be involved in these situations. I think if a business makes a decision and it's a bad decision, it's their responsibility and they got to deal with the consequences, which is very similar to how I feel about vaccines. Currently not vaccinated and people say, well, what if you get sick and you're in the hospital and you're going to die from it? I'll be like, I'll probably go, okay, maybe I should have gotten it. And they'll go, well, then so be like, yeah, it's a decision I made. I've made plenty of bad decisions in my life. I didn't run around looking for someone else to fix them for me. Ultimately, I went, yeah, it was my bad decision. Um, But Buck's point was we have to stop playing that game. We have to start. There's a difference between principle and practical application. And I thought Clay Travis, after the call, laid this out better saying – we have plenty of time. Government's already involved in like minimum wage and right. how you can function in your yep. business and everything. What we need to do is come in and put something in to protect businesses. And Christy Nolan was saying, if I do that, then the other side is just going to do it when they get a chance. And Clay's point was, and this is the part that ultimately swayed me was he goes, they're going to do that anyway. Right. You know, they're going to do that anyway. And there's a big difference between telling a business that they have to do something or they can't do something as opposed to telling a business that we're protecting you or your employees, your, your rights. That's a difference. And I get where she's coming from when, the, you know, it's the Ronald Reagan thing. You know, I'm with the government. I'm here to help. Yeah. I, I get it. So I understand both their points. I land more on Clay and Buck's yeah, side. The, one of the major, major jobs of the government, other than protecting our shores and all that, is to protect our rights. And, and we, they didn't give us our rights. We we have God given rights, inal inal. I always have a problem. Inalienable, inalienable rights. rights, and the government doesn't give them to us, but the government is there to help protect those rights. And before anyone says, "Oh, here we go with the God thing again," God is the metaphorical sense of being created. So whether you're an atheist, agnostic, a Christian, whatever, the fact that you exist 
the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution say, these are the rights you have. You have the right to speak your mind, defend yourself, you know, that kind of stuff. Whether or not you believe in God is irrelevant. That's not what all of that is meant as. Yeah, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, all that kind of stuff. You have a right to that as a human being. Yes. The government doesn't grant those rights to you. The, the government is there to help protect those rights. You get those rights from existing. That's one of the reasons I, that song drives me crazy, God Bless the USA. Really? Yeah, I want them to change one phrase in that, and then it'd be an okay song. It's what a, it? it's ba- they're basically there's a line in there where they say the rights that the government or the rights that the USA gave to me. And I'm like, no, that they secured for me. That's what I want to change because he's saying these rights we have were given to us by by the USA by the government. In I that think song. I think the line you're thinking about is he's talking about the people who fought and died for it. Yeah, no, it's it's. Trust me, I'll, okay. I'll I'll come up with it. But uh, yeah, there's a line in that that I'm, every time I hear it, I cringe and I go, no, they didn't give us those gotcha. rights. We they we secured those rights for us. Anyway, oh, I wish I remember <laughs> the actual line though. <laughs> um, so I I get both points. I wish that uh, I think conservatives are so oh. used to fighting liberals over this stuff. That the men they- who died who gave that right to me. Why? Well, I, I think they, that's they didn't a, give that right to you. They secured that right for you. I just it just bothers me. Yeah, I I don't know. I think it's just the definition of terms there. Um, anyway, the uh, I I wish I think conservatives are so used to sort of screaming at liberals at this point. Sometimes they scream at each other on some of these things, and I don't think they're that far apart. And I I get both of their points. I can agree more with with buck but i also think he went too hard at her he did that, in, that, i agree with you on in that. a way that was almost meant to sort of demean her point of view I, I think he just i think he was heated going in he said he had made comments about it and her her people called that show to say we want to speak our piece so he didn't seek her out which he should have been more gracious at that point saying oh okay well give her you know she wants to clarify uh and he like you said he didn't really give her much of a chance i mean he did stop her from doing some politician speak which i appreciated but, but he, went a too, he went too hard on it you can't you can't get after politicians for being no, politicians you, you can cut them off you can go okay we're not yeah. go, we're not going there we're not going there let's go back to what i was you know that's how he but he was just he was very angry you could tell she get after yourself for thinking politicians were something else yeah. but i understand where this is coming from from a guy like Buck Saxon in the context of he's like, look, we've done all the niceties. Yeah. It's time to I mean his And he lives in New York. Yeah. And his thing on his on his radio show before he went to this one was his sign off line was Shields High. All this, I mean, he was like, look, we're and he keeps saying it. He goes, We're in a fight for this stuff now. And yeah. in the context of that, I think he can say, Hey, you're being cute, but we're past cute. So I get that. I just think I don't think you uh it's the you know, you attract more flies with honey than with vinegar thing. I, I think yeah. he went too hard at her, and I think he you you can alienate some people who could be persuaded. Yeah, Matt Walsh did the same thing on his show yesterday. I don't know. He's got a response today, but because I think Christy Nome responded, but I'm not exactly sure, so I can't get into what you know something. She was pretty irritated with him because he basically said that she's you know she's kind of a disappointment, and she's pretty much I get it. She's pretty. You know, that's what he reduced it down to. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> well, he's not wrong. No, he's not. But he, he, he was very dismissive. Of, yeah. You know, because she has done a lot of good. And, and when she defends herself, she doesn't come across as weaselly 
or as, you know, duplicitous or as, um, you know, she does do a little bit of the politician speak, but that's, you know, par for the course. I, I respect her even if I disagree with her. Well, and she should get some credit because I believe they were the only state who never shut anything down. Yeah. I mean, Sturgis. And she took a lot of incoming over that uh, Sturgis, stuff. Sturgis, the motorcycle rally, and they lied about it afterwards saying it was a super spreader event. She goes, that's – and she came out and said that's complete baloney. And they lied. Well, and she took shit about not having the uh, fireworks display for the 4th of July at Mount Rushmore. Yeah, she wanted to have it. And then in the end, she's like, it's federal property. I can't do it on right. federal property. Yeah. And so when she explains herself, you go, oh, that's reasonable. And when she explains herself about the transgender bathrooms, like you were saying, it, it's reasonable. Uh, when she uh, explains herself on the on the vaccine mandates, It's it, I understand her point. I think she's wrong. Yeah. That's all. And so I just wish, I wish, um, I wish she would push back or use the power of you know that she's granted as governor and and instead of saying well you know i'm a conservative and i believe in these principles and i don't want to overstep and i'm small government all that kind of stuff i get it but there's a time when you go for something like this is that's the government's role the government's role is to protect our rights look i'll give her credit because i i rail about how people don't have principles she's got them yeah to the point where she's i think she's making I don't want to say a bad decision. I think she's making a poor choice in the context of this is sort of a fight we're having at this point to not back those businesses or the people who work at those businesses up. Yeah. Um, that's a fight she's ultimately going to well, lose in she, court too. She, but Right. And she also said early on before this, this is probably another thing that got book heated was she initially said when asked about vaccine, uh, vaccine, vaccine mandates at businesses, she goes, well, you know, people can find another job. Yeah. And that, that pissed a lot of people off. Well, and for people who've read uh, Game of Thrones, the and I'm not spoiling anything. And she didn't say that to be like like dismissive of people either. It wasn't like go let them let them eat cake. It wasn't that kind of an attitude from her. Yeah, it came so across that way though. The main char- the first main character you run across in Game of Thrones, Eddard Stark, who's this guy who's super principled, and his principles eventually get him killed. And the whole point of his storyline is to show that. Sometimes just being completely principled and sticking to every little – it's going to wind up getting yeah, people and, killed. And if Ned Stark wouldn't have been so principled or, or would have been principled but, but bended or was more practical at some point, uh, a lot of people would have been better off. Yes, exactly. For a long time. And I think that's where Christy Nome is. But yeah. I will at least give her credit for sticking to what she believes instead of putting her finger up in the air. What finger are we going? Which way is the wind blowing? Yeah. I would never – I would never like – at this point, the way she's been responding, I wouldn't disrespect her. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done, gone as far as Buck did with her. Right, like his attitude was just too, um, too aggressive and dismissive. So I want to talk about uh, um, I because I couldn't help myself. I was bored sitting on the couch, and I still have HBO. Uh, the other night, I turned on the Bill Maher show, mm. and that Andrew Sullivan on there. Um, who's a fake conservative, in my opinion. Um, and I, what I mean by fake conservative is he he capitulates way too easy. Um, you know, but he, he really sort of got after uh, the audience about this, how we're going after race and everything all the time. He says, yeah, we got to... Here is a perfect example of how I think he capitulates too much. He says, you know, yeah, we have a a bad part of our history when it comes to race relations. And he goes, we really do need to talk about that in school. 
does anyone think we're not teaching that there were slaves in this country? And if there's the teacher who isn't, I don't care what they believe. They should be fired. It's a part of our history. We yeah. need to teach it. We- but critical race theory also does not teach about the Holocaust. Do you know why? Because the kids can't relate to it. So they <laughs> don't did, teach it. I didn't hear that. Yeah, I believe. I totally true. believe it, yeah. It's absolutely true. So this – you know, he was doing that thing where he's like, yeah, we really should teach this stuff. And so he's getting cheers from the audience when he's saying, we get, we can't boil people down to this, you know, what do you look like and put all of their humanity in that. And they're cheering. And I'm like, you fuckers don't even know what you're cheering for. You have no idea because what he's saying is antithetical to what you think, assuming this is Bill's usual audience. Well, he has this guy on there, uh, Max Rose, who was a um, – former uh, United States representative out of New York. Uh, and he was, it says he, he was served as a senior advisor to the United States secretary of defense. I don't think he was in the military. He might have been. Um, oh yeah. National guard. And he says, you know, I spent my time in Afghanistan and I'm pissed about all this stuff and how it's going. And, but uh, they got on this subject of uh, mask man or, um, vaccine mandates and he's like no we just got to do it and bill surprisingly goes no he sometimes is on the right side of things he does that sometimes but i've never seen him go this hard at somebody and to the point where max even goes i'm trying to be careful here i'm in your house i don't want to step on any over any lines which was a perfect example of i don't have any fucking principles yeah you know um because look you got it you're brought on the show that used to be politically incorrect. That was the name of the show on another network, ABC. They're bringing you on there to be controversial. Bill says all the time he appreciates conservatives who come on because most of them won't. And so here's Max Rose who's on Bill's side on most things and he doesn't want to pick a fight with him because, you know, he doesn't want to look bad on TV. Um, or in front of his audience even. He doesn't, yeah. doesn't like the bad feelings he gets from the, yeah. the booing audience. Because it, sure. hurts, it hurts yeah. his feelings. Anyway – so he said, um, you know, no, we just have to get vaccinated. And Bill's point was, no. He's like, uh, 80% of people who've died are obese. And he says, maybe we need to start talking about that. He says, I did my shot. I took one for the team. Tim Poole gave him a ton of shit over this for saying it that way. It's like, let it go, Tim. If people want to get a shot, they can get a shot. So Bill got it. And he says, I took one for the team. He goes, but I'm not old. And I'm not overweight. So I don't need these boosters. And he goes, no, no fucking way you're putting that stuff in my arm every year. Good for him. And Max couldn't digest that, you know. And they had this other woman on the panel, I think it's a New York Post columnist. She's a piece of shit. She wrote some uh, article on or some book on how the Supreme Court completely sucks because they're all conservative now. You know, all of them pretty sure. much. Uh and uh, when Bill, the first subject Bill brought up said, uh, he said, you know, this whole Afghanistan mess, right? And she's like, oh, it could have been a lot worse. And Bill says, how? She goes, well, Trump could have been doing it. Am I right? You know, like, hey. And Bill goes, uh. Yeah, Bill hates Trump. It, they sued each other. Yeah. And he goes, uh, I don't think so. He goes, I no, this is a mess. And she was like, she had no evidence other than Trump sucks. So it would have been worse. Oh, yeah. Um. But so they were talking about uh, Max Rose goes, well, I, I understand, you know, most people are overweight. 
But, you know, we can't even get people to get the shots. And this woman jumps in. She's like, how do you expect us to tell them what they can eat if they won't even get a shot? And Bill looks at her like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> you shouldn't expect that. You shouldn't expect to tell them what to no, eat. No, you have a right to choke yourself to death on fucking double bacon cheeseburgers if you want. Shut up, lady. Yeah. You know, I just I, I don't get this. So I gave Bill some credit for that. But it was interesting to me. To see a person who's very much on the left saying, look, I did my shot, but I'm not buying any more of this. No more of this bullshit. Yeah. And there's a, there's a very interesting um, – is it Eric Weinstein who was the professor who was at Evergreen College? There's two of them. Brett? Well, there's Brett and Eric. I'm not sure. They're brothers. Okay. One of them was the whichever one is that he was on an episode of uh, Rogan with Jordan Peterson. Um, well, then they worked together, Brett and Jordan. I don't think so. Okay, no, because Jordan worked at the University of Toronto, and um, Weinstein was at uh, Evergreen College. Oh, yeah, and he was one of the ones who's like, "Look, I'm a liberal, but you can't tell me I I'm a racist because I came to class today." Um, so anyway, whichever one. Uh, was at Evergreen College, is the more sane of the two of them. I think that's Brett. The other brother's a little out there, you know. Um, But so let's assume it's Brett then, if that's what you think. You're generally right on this stuff. Um, He had a podcast back in June with a couple of doctors um, who know about all this virus stuff. And they said, we're finding out some stuff about this. This spike protein stuff is a bad idea, you know. I've heard. And it's not staying in your arm the way it should. And uh, something called shedding that happens and all well, that. Well, that happens with all so – you get pathogen shedding. That's that's a different but thing. But they're actually talking about it like like there's uh, instances of women with, with babies that are skin-to-skin mm-hmm. contact where the babies are getting like ill, Ill or sickness, colds and flu symptoms from Well, they were saying, you know, there's – there's um, a high amount of these people who die from the vaccine because there are after effects. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like that with all vaccines. Right. But they're having a very high amount of them that are blood clots. Okay. And they're finding blood clots in every organ in their body. Um, and so they're saying it's not necessarily that more people are dying from this vaccine that would die from reactions from another vaccine. But the vaccine reactions are very specific. They're not. Well, there's oh, the, yeah. the myocarditis is one, right? Yeah, I don't, and I don't that's, remember. That's the, the swelling of the heart. And they're saying that's happening in young people. And also some of the stuff is permanent damage. This heart damage is permanent. Right. And so they were saying, for example, a woman who's 27 weeks pregnant and is encouraged to get the vaccine, gets it, delivers a stillborn baby that has bleeds in its brain and the brain has split. They say, well, it's a birth defect because the vaccine's safe. Yeah, you know, he said. So yeah. sometimes we're recording this incorrectly. You're always going to have some of that stuff, and to be honest, most of this is way above my head. But just the idea that I, I feel like we've rushed this thing through because we would be in like a stage two or three trial that takes a couple of years. Well, and then didn't we just heard that the FDA uh, approved, fully approved, um, one of uh, I can't remember what it was. It was um, Pfizer? Was it Pfizer? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about that, though. They didn't prove – there's more than one Pfizer um, type out there of, of – there. there's a specific type that they approved, but there's also another batch that's not approved. It's slightly different, and there's not enough of the approved to, to 
to go around, but they're I think they're assuming that since they said the Pfizer's approved, that people are gonna go, Oh, well, vaccine's approved regardless of what which which version it is or which brand it is. People are just they're hoping people are gonna go, Well, FDA approved it now, let's go, you know, let's start pushing them, let's start mandating them, let's start saying that you have to be you have to have it, it's safe. The FDA says it's safe. That's the kind of bullshit that pisses me off too. Well, and Joe Pags had someone on his show. I didn't hear the beginning of this and I couldn't stick through for all the end of it because he was going to have the guy on later in that hour. Um, it's a, I don't know if the guy's a virologist, though he sounded like it. He was very or an immunologist. He was very uh, well-spoken in what he was talking about. And he was testifying either in front of a school board or a health department and they were playing the tape of it. And it's it was long, but I was listening to the whole thing and Basically, the gist of it was you cannot have a vaccination for this, for this. We don't have them for any COVID viruses No, because those COVID viruses have an animal reservoir so they can be in animals and then transmit to humans. It may not be exactly the same effects, but they can be there. He said this is a respiratory illness, so it enters through your nose. And so when you are vaccinated... It comes in through your nose. It starts to replicate in your mucous membranes. And the shot, which is in your bloodstream, eventually finds it and goes, oh, okay. He goes, so the idea that you can't be infected if you have the vaccine, he goes, is medically false. Because you can be infected. But your body. The way your body responds to it is be better fights than it off. inflammation. He goes, but that. you're still shedding pathogen. So you can still infect other people. So the idea that you have, you know, an immunity because you've been vaccinated, that's insane. But I believe he was also saying, I, I could be getting a couple of things mixed up and I'm trying really hard not to sound conspiratorial and all this stuff. Cause it's not what I mean. I'm just trying to represent the things I've heard is that the problem is that people who get the vaccine and get the disease, the disease, uh, it responds to the spike protein and then it goes – the virus basically goes, oh, okay, I get it now. And then it sheds pathogen that mutates as opposed to people who have not been vaccinated yeah. who get the who get the virus are subject to sometimes to harsher uh, side effects. Yeah, because your body fights it differently. He goes, but the problem is there's some evidence and Alex Berenson said the same thing three weeks ago that he'd been uh, uh, reporting – is that people who get the virus, uh, who've been vaccinated, they shed the pathogen, the virus mutates, they get it again, it's worse for them because it has learned how their T-cells fought it. And they said natural immunity is way better. Yeah. Much riskier if you get it. And so this is why I'm against this whole vac mandated vaccinations. If you want to get the vaccine, I don't care. If you don't want to get the vaccine, I don't care. It's none of my business. But it seems to me you have to make a choice on whether you want to have less risk of going to the hospital and possibly dying or more risk of it's possible that you could be subjected to a worse version of a virus somewhere down the road. Well, yeah, and you're getting all these people, these pro-vaccine people that are they're pissing me off because they're saying, first of all, they're trying to say that that unvaccinated are spreading it. We're the problem. Well, not true. Fuck you. Well, they want to. They want. Well, unvaccinated people are spreading it, but they're so not the, the only ones. Yeah. So, but they're acting like that's that's the only reason. Then right. they say. Then they say, yeah, but you're the reason that there's variants. Fuck you again. You're wrong. Well, 
It's partially true. Yeah, I'm not the reason. Right. Yeah. Right. So fuck off with that. I'm I'm so tired of this. Like my science, but my science. No, you you show me the CDC and whatever bullshit political shit they come out with, and then I'll show you six, seven other scientists that have Shh, the vaccine safe. They have huge Shh, the vaccine safe. That have better Shh, credentials than the, the vac- ones that you're saying. The vaccine safe. <laughs> I just Shh. I want to throttle you. Like I want to throttle them. Shh. And then the vaccine did you see this safe. woman? The vaccine safe. Did the you see vaccine this? safe. Do you see this video of this woman that was that was all upset because her her daughter's fiance ended up getting COVID, um, and her daughter's pregnant. No, um, I, I might be getting a little bit wrong, but the gist of it is that she did some video, a social media thing, uh, and she um, was bitching about that that her her daughter's fiance got it, and at at work he was the only one at work wearing a mask. And that's why he got it. These unmasked, these unvaccinated, unmasked type. And then she went on a rant saying that all you anti-mask, all of you anti-vax uh, people, I hope you fucking die. I hope you get it and I hope you suffer and I hope you fucking die. And she was just like foaming at the mouth. And I go, huh, well, that's okay because I hope you fucking die. <laughs> now we're even. So you, fu- know you fuck off. I'll fuck off and we can hope each other dies. You know what's awesome. so funny? Fuck is off. People who say that stuff and you say it back to them, you go, no, I hope you get it and you fucking die. They look at you like, you're a horrible person. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But and the they thing, go, well, I'm not going to, you got, but, I don't know. But I can still is, hope I you really do. do. I really do look at her and she pissed me off and I go, you pissed me off so bad wanting me to die that I also want you to die. So we're even, right? <laughs> so you go your way, I'll go my way and uh, I'll stop thinking about it, but you won't. You'll be seething. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what – I mean that is why I think we're literally going to divide into two halves of the same country. I think we're going to get farther and farther away talking about purple states. We're going to have diehard red states and diehard blue states. Yeah. And it's just going to be – we're already trying to identify how people think by what they wear and um, uh, by their color of their skin. Pretty soon, it's just going to be based on where you live. Yeah, and then it's kind of stupid because it's almost like being for a sports team at that point. But because uh, it's going to be like a my state's better than your state. Yeah, it absolutely thing. is. But also, but the problem with that is you got the states that do the have the like Chicago or um, uh, Illinois and California. The people finally realize, oh, this is fucked up, and these other states have better taxes and they have better way of life. We're moving out, and then these states go, no, 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 you're, we're going to double tax you if you try to leave, or and then the people leave anyway, you know. But then those people don't learn, or they bring their shit with them. It's it's just going to stay muddy. It's it's never going to be a yeah, a red, but I blue kind of thing. I don't think the people who leave generally bring the shit with them because the people who are leaving, I mean, take California for example. Let's take Texas for example. Texas is is becoming more and more blue. Well, I think Texas is becoming more and more blue because of the immigration issue. Okay, I think. But if you look at the like the Austins and the, I and think you look talk to the people there, they're all fucking liberal idiots. I think a better example is um, well, on a larger on a larger perspective, what's happening with representative seats in Congress? Democrats are losing a few, and Republicans are gaining a few. I think California lost one, Montana gained one. It's it's not because Californians who are very liberal uh, in are saying we got to get the fuck out of here and they move to Montana. Yeah, there's some of them who do that. You know, Robert Redford buys a big ranch out there. Bruce Springsteen buys one from New Jersey. But for the most part, 
it's people who are in a liberal state who don't agree with the liberal politics who just say it's too much at this point and they want to leave. And so I would bet you four out of five of the people who leave California to go to Texas, uh, they're probably not moving to Austin. You know, they're probably moving to other places like McKinley, places around Dallas that are more, although Dallas is very liberal, suburbs around there that aren't. I think a lot of these ones that end up and, leaving would, would not be, they're not, they don't understand how, how, how much they've contributed to that problem. So they think, okay, there's parts of this shit I'm not on board with, but they'll bring the, 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 the spark that started that woke shit with them, not realizing it. That's the problem. Well, that's not what the data is bearing out. But, you know, look again, going back to California, the two parts of California that overwhelm the um, voter base are San Francisco and Los Angeles. I mean, that's that's like well over half the state's population. If you start looking at it demographically in the areas, I mean, it's just like when you see a presidential election map. Most of the country is red. It's just there's large parts of the country where the red part is there's not one person for every 50 square feet. Yeah. You know? Well, we're so, running along here. So, like on, we always do. On that note, if you want to contact us, it's email to rooster at bread and circuses podcast.com or crow at bread and circuses podcast.com. And look, I had to talk crow down off his ledge earlier. He was really mad that people aren't rating us more on uh, iTunes. So, uh, just for his sanity, I'd appreciate it if you'd go and uh, do that some more. Yeah, for some reason, it's got to be iTunes, too. So if you don't have an Apple account, get one. See, here he goes. He's going to do it again. Just calm down. (laughs) And then uh, if you can like and follow us on Facebook, uh, and that's probably the best place to comment and share and interact with us on Bread and Circuses Podcast. See you. Bye. Bye.